Welcome to Community Baptist Church. Um, it's so good to see you here this morning. And your smiling faces, and even, even those who might be frowning, I can understand that too. I, <laughs> it's, you know, you're among friends, so you can, you can frown. You can, if you're among friends and family, you can, you can frown and you can brag, they say. You can brag. So that's a good thing. Why don't we uh, stretch this morning or stand? And this is uh, a little praise song that I know you've heard a lot of times. And uh, just just join in and and sing to the Lord. And uh, I know that'll make Him happy. of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see. I want to see Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Here we go. See you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 I want to see you. Holy, 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 I want to see you. Thank you. Oh, why don't you just, uh, I tell you what, just go on and sit down. I would if I was you. I know I would. Uh. 
We can't sit down, though, can we, Tim? (laughs) Give thanks to the Lord our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things, and His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With the mighty hand and outstretched arm, His love endures forever for the life that's been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. praise. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. The grace of God we will carry on, and His love endures forever. Sing praise, everybody. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever, forever, one more time. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever, forever. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We're glad you're here today. It's good to be in God's house with God's people again and to share this time together. Uh, We we welcome everyone here this morning and hope God's going to bless you in a very special way. We welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us. We're glad that you're here and hope you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God this morning. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning. If you could do that, we would certainly appreciate it. We have several announcements I'd like to call to your attention this morning. Uh, first of all, our youth will be going, to, uh, going camping on June the 4th, 5th, and 6th at Marengo Caves. You all up for that, guys, back there? Uh, some, some yes, some no. 
It'll be good. It'll be a fun time, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll uh, be planning for that on June the fourth through the sixth. Also coming up in just a few weeks is Vacation Bible School, and as you know, we uh, collaborate with uh, First Christian Church, St. Paul's Episcopal Church, and the Presbyterian Church, and uh, we all hold Vacation Bible School together each year, and we kind of rotate it around to the different churches. And this is our year to host uh, Vacation Bible School here at Community Baptist. Uh, so uh, we're going to be gearing up for a good time June the 15th through the 18th. Um, and I, I hope that you will be a part of that. If, you had, if at all possible, we could certainly use some volunteers. And if you would like to volunteer, uh, please see Mary Dunham. And uh, she'll be glad to put you in a place of service there. Uh, we are also gearing up for our, our Extreme Build mission trip that's uh, going to take place June the 7th through the 13th, just a couple of weeks away. <clears throat> Actually, that's one week away, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Next next Sunday. Uh, a group of us will be headed over to uh, McCreary County, uh, where we will be meeting other volunteers from around Kentucky. And in one week's period of time, we will build a house and uh, give the keys to the new owners on Saturday. This is uh, and these, this is a, a very worthy uh, young family that uh, that is living in bad conditions now, and this will be a great help to them. Uh, and it's a it's a really a, an amazing thing, and, and it's not too late. I think I think you can still sign up to come. Uh, so let us know if you'd like to to be a part of that, and we'll get you signed up. <clears throat> One other thing, uh, next Saturday. We, excuse me, um, we'll be having a concert here at Community Baptist Church. Pat Terry will be here in, uh, in concert, and he is remarkable. He's a great musician, a great uh, songwriter, and just a great person. I've known Pat for many, many years, and he's a good, good person. He writes a lot of the, uh, uh, the top songs for the top country musicians now in, in Nashville, and he will be here on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, so I hope that you can go ahead and put that in your calendar, plan on being here. And we've got some, some flyers uh, at the table here as you leave, and I hope that you'll take a, a handful of them and take them and pass it around to, the, <clears throat> to your friends and people that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> people that you know and invite them to come to the Pat Terry concert uh, next Saturday. Let's stand now and let's sing our song of gathering. Shall we gather at the river? Let us sing together. Shall we gather at the Yes, we'll gather at the river, the 
Thank uh, Randy Suggs for uh, standing in today and uh, leading our music. We appreciate you always, Randy, and, and your, uh, the gifts that you share with us, and we're grateful for you. Let us pray together. Oh, God, we thank you for being our good shepherd. We thank you for leading us, loving us even giving up your life so that we might be restored to an intimate, everlasting fellowship with you, our Creator. Because you are our shepherd, our protector, our defender, we desire to share some of our needs with you. And so listen, O oh God, to each of our hearts as we spend a moment of silence sharing our most private and personal needs with you. Help us, O oh God, in the growth process of our spirituality. Increase our own appreciation of who you are, how you love all of mankind, not just us or even those like us. Impress upon us that like you, we can love those who are very different from ourselves. Those whose skin is a different color. Those whose culture and even values are different from ours. Those whose religious convictions are different from ours. And those whose economic level are far below or far be above ours. Because you love us all, we ask you to help the oppressed of the earth the victims of hunger, the victims of racial discrimination, and those whose individual freedoms are prohibited by political forces which initiate great injustice. Make us more sensitive to you and to one another, more conscious. Bring us to both humility and boldness. Shepherd us in our own spiritual pilgrimage. Give us the courage to be merciful, the endurance to be faithful to those in our care, just as you are with each of us. It is in the name of the one true and everlasting God that we pray. Amen. I'm filling in for Mom. Join us in our responsive reading, Children of God. As children of God, we love God and obey God's commandments. It is not burdensome for us to love ourselves as our neighbor. As children of God, we have faith to face and conquer the systems of the world that would bring us down. If anyone asks you who I am, tell them I'm a child of God. 
As children of God, the apple should not fall far from the tree. We should seek to walk in the steps of Christ and live as much like him as possible. As children of God, you are beloved, beloved of God. As a parent protects her children, so God surrounds us with arms of comfort and love. I am a child of God. God is my beloved parent. What a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Verses 14 through 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, boys and girls. Who do we have here today? Great. We do have a crew today. Are y'all glad to be out for summertime? Summer vacation? And we've got Bible school coming up here in a few days. I hope you are all planning on coming to Bible school where all of our cho- uh, the churches in town join together. We're going to have it here at Community Baptist. It's the week after next. Is that correct, Kelsey? Bible school is not this week, but next week, right? Two, two weeks from today. So I hope you all plan to attend. 
Let me tell you a little story that happened to me this week. What I do for my real job is I help people whenever they, their car has a boo-boo. They have an accident. I sell a product called insurance, and insurance helps people pay for their vehicles when they get wrecked. Well, I had this little lady that I've taken care of for many years, and she had a misfortune at this week. Actually, she was just finishing up, getting her hair done at Kelly's main event this week, and she was going home on Green Street, and she was stopped right in front of the Dairy Queen. You know where that is? Okay. Well, when she stopped, somebody, guess what they did? Bang, right into her back bumper. She was so aggravated. She had a messed up back bumper. So she called me and said, Nibby, what are we going to do? I said, well, you're going to have to take it to the body shop. Body shop is where you go and get your car fixed. Okay? So she took it to the body shop, and they told her, you know, it was, they could fix it. It wasn't going to be any problem. But when the insurance people looked at it, they said, no, we're not going to fix that bumper because she's got some existing damage. She already had, they thought, part of that bumper messed up before that bang in front of the Dairy Queen. Hmm. So she went to the nicest little body shop man here in town, and he fixed it for her. And she, he said, well, they, they said, the insurance company is just going to pay for the, the damage that didn't happen prior to whenever she had to wreck in front of the Dairy Queen. But guess what the body man did? He fixed it all. He didn't care about that there was pre-existing damage on the back of her bumper. He fixed every bit of it. And you know what? That's got, what God does for us. Even though we, we take our lives to him that might have lots of bad things or problems and circumstances that have happened in our past, and he fixes it and loves us all no matter what. Isn't that great? You know what we call that? Grace. That's what I want to leave you with today, is no matter how bad or how much pre-bad stuff we have going on in our lives and in our hearts, God fixes it all, just like that body man did for my little lady this week. Isn't that a good thing to know and remember? Okay, that's what I have for you today. And I believe Kelsey's going to take you for children's time, and we will continue with worship. You've got to give me just a minute because I'm going to go to the organ now. Good job, Niv. If you want to turn to 607, uh, if you like to use your hymn book, I still do. I just have a little problem reading it uh, like I used to. But... Uh,
together please gracious and loving God accept our thanks for this time that we share together this morning collectively as a body in Christ and yet Lord we come also as individuals with many problems concerns cares uh, maybe illness many things Lord uh, on our hearts and we come Lord knowing that uh, and trusting that you Give each of us strength to face each one. Lord, and as we bring our tithes and offerings, we pray uh, your blessing upon each one. Help us to know, Lord, and guide us in using them for your holy purposes. And we pray, Lord, your blessing upon every effort that we make to do your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I really enjoyed what uh, Nibby had to say to the kids. Uh, this song is called Only the Children. And uh, I think it's about one of the things that uh, God loves most from us. And that's a childlike faith. And as he is uh, sharing with the kids that... God's going to take care of everything, or he's uh, going to do this, he's going to do that. If you look into their little eyes and you ask them, they'll, they believe it, you know. And that's the kind of faith uh, that touches me and, and I know touches you. One day, the little ones were brought unto Jesus so He could touch them and pray. The disciples said, No, little children can't go and worry the Master today. But 
Jesus said, wait, don't send them away. Brothers, don't you understand? You must humble yourselves and believe like a child to enter my Father's land. For only the children inherit the kingdom. Only the children will be saved. Jesus said, such is my Father's kingdom. And only the children know the way. Well, then Jesus held them, and oh, how He loved them. And their trusting eyes showed no fear. Soon that day will come when the trumpet will sound. But only His children will hear. For only the children inherit the kingdom. Only the children will be saved. Jesus said, such is my Father's kingdom. And only the children know. must become as a little child to inherit the kingdom of God. Thank you, Randy. What a beautiful song and what a beautiful message that has. A a car pulled over to pick up a a hitchhiker in Los Angeles one night, but when the hitchhiker got into the car, he saw the face of a driver that he recognized. It was movie star Michael Douglas. Well, the hitchhiker was shocked, of course, and, and all he could say, he looked at Michael Douglas, all he say was, uh, 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 do you know who you are? <laughs> well, that's our theme for today. Do you know who you are? Well, I am thrilled to be able to tell you by the power vested in me as a minister of the gospel that you are a child of God. Maya Angelou once said that when I found that I was a child of God, when I understood that, when I comprehended that, when I internalized that, I became courageous. I dared to do anything that was a good thing. What a wonderful statement that is. My friends, if you truly come to believe that you are a child of God, it will change your life forever. That eminent African-American scientist, George Washington Carver, was the scientist who worked miracles with the lowly peanut, you may recall. But in January of 1921, George Washington Carver was uh, brought to Washington, D.C. to describe his work to the Congressional Ways and Means Committee. 
However, he was not prepared for the disrespect that he was shown as a black man by some of the congressmen on that committee. In 1921, attitudes towards people of color were far different than they are today, and there, there, were, there was uh, far less restraint on the part of those who were openly racist in their language. And so they had some colorful language for, uh, uh, for Dr. Carver. And it was almost enough to cause Carver to turn around and go back home. But Dr. Carver had something that many people lack today. You see, he had a deep faith in God. As he wrote in his autobiography, whatever they said of me, I knew that I was a child of God. And so I said to myself, Almighty God, let me carry out your will. Well, when Carver finally got a chance to speak, he got up to the podium and he was told that he had 20 minutes to speak. And so he began his presentation, and it was so engaging that those 20 minutes went by too, all too quickly, and the chairman declared an extension of time, and then four more until Carver finished his discussion several hours later. And at the end of his talk, they all stood and gave him a long round, round of applause all because he knew who he was and he refused to be defined by the labels of his culture. My friends, it is a powerful thing when a person discovers that he or she is a child of God. Some of you may have been thrilled as young people back in the 1960s and 70s when you discovered that famous poem, Deserata, by Max Ehrman, in this poem, he grandly declared, you are a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. With those words, many of you felt liberated. Many of you were affirmed by those words. But my friends, those words, as grand as they are, they are a pale imitation of the words of the Apostle Paul when he said, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live again in fear. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. You see, we are not merely children of an impersonal universe. We are children of a loving God who watches over us from the very day we are born. Born. So let's think about what it means to be a child of God this morning. First of all, it means that God will watch over you forever. Always. There will never come a time when God will stop loving you. Even if you are prone to wander far away, God's love for you is eternal. Jesus made that very clear in the parable that he told about a lost son in Luke 15. The son's real indictment was not going away from the father, but in the great disrespect that he showed his father. You probably remember this story. 
You see, he didn't want to wait until the father was dead to receive his inheritance. He wanted it now. And he asked his father for this. And this was, this was kind of like saying, I wish you were dead. And in the Jewish culture of that day, this, this would have been unheard of. But despite the boy's waywardness, this father never stopped looking for him to return. He took the inheritance, went off and squandered it in a faraway land, and the father never stopped looking for him to return. And there was never any question that he would welcome his son home again. Can't you just see him at the door each day, gazing across the horizon? Do you think he'll come home today? He asked with both hope and sorrow. Is he safe? You see, being a child of God is a permanent relationship. Those of us who have children, we say that, that our love for our children will never end. And so imagine how much love God is capable of. If our love is that strong, imagine how much love God is capable of. It is so much that John declares in one of his epistles that God is love. You see, love defines the very nature of God. And that's a profound truth. Many of you know that one of the fastest growing Christian movements in the world today is the, the church in, in communist China. It's growing like by leaps and bounds there. And, and much of this is due to the tireless efforts of a 20th century Chinese Christian leader named Watchman Nee. Back in the 20th century, he planted seeds of the Christian faith all across China. And for many years, those churches had to go underground, but it, it's emerging now. Much due to Watchman Nee's work. Well, Nee once told about a new convert who came to him in deep distress. And this new convert said, no matter how much I pray, no matter how hard I try, I simply cannot be faithful to God. I think I'm losing my salvation. So with much wisdom, Watchman Nee pointed to the family dog. He said, you see that dog? He said, he's my dog. He's house trained. He never makes a mess. He's obedient. He is a pure delight for me. But out there in the kitchen, I have a son. And he is a baby son, and he makes a mess all the time. He throws his food across the room. He stinks up his diaper. He is a total mess. But who is going to inherit my kingdom? Not my dog. My son is my heir. And then he said, you are an heir of Jesus Christ because it is for you that he died Paul tells us that the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Paul is writing about our adoption by God. But it's not the kind of adoption that we may be familiar with. You see, not only did adoption in Roman society give a child the full rights of a biological child, but because of the vulnerability of an adopted child, that parent, those parents were legally bound that they could never, ever, ever abandon that child. 
They were perpetually responsible for that child from the day the child was adopted. And so it's no wonder that Jesus could promise to his disciples, I will be with you always. My friends, we are children of God. And as children of God, we are heirs with God. We are beneficiaries of all of God's power and resources. But you know something? I'm convinced that the biggest problem in many people's lives today is that they really don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. Their true identity is a mystery to them. It's kind of like the man who approached another man in a restaurant and said, Hey, John, it's, it's good to see you. You're looking great. You've lost some weight, haven't you? And the other man said, Look, buddy, I think you've made a mistake. My name's Sam. But the first man looked and paused for a moment, and he said, Wow, isn't that great? And you changed your name, too. <laughs> well, that's clearly a case of mistaken identity, and I believe that there's a lot of people today who are guilty of mistaken identity. But it's their own identity that they're mistaken about. You see, they don't know who they are, and, and when that happens, they tend to assume an identity for them that is a, a poor substitute for who they really are. Father Greg Boyle is a Jesuit priest who works with gang members in East L.A., and Father Boyle has put together a team of, of physicians, some doctors who are trained in the, the laser technology of tattoo removal. And this team is part of a program that takes tattoos of ex-gang members and wipes the slate clean. And for many of these gang members, it's, it is as crucial as it is merciful. Because you see, a, a gang tattoo fosters the attitude that the gang has a claim on that person's life. It's a mark of ownership. And the process of removing a tattoo is extremely painful, I am told. Patients describe it, the feeling as uh, like hot grease on your skin. Yet, in spite of the pain... The waiting list continues to grow of those people who are willing to put up with whatever pain it takes to be transformed and to receive a new identity. You see, if you don't know who you are, you're apt to take on a false identity. You take on the identity of any group that you may happen to be with, and before long you start to define yourself by that new false identity and all too often, you become enslaved by that identity. A gangbanger, a drug user, an adulterer, a racist, a materialist, a narcissist. There are all kinds of enslaving tendencies in our society. And so a physical tattoo may be the easiest of the signs of slavery to, to get rid of. They're simply removed from our skin. But what about those signs of slavery that are tattooed to our souls? Do you know who you are? My friends, the day you understand that you are a child of God is the day when you will learn what true freedom is all about. A young clergywoman named Vicki Flippin tells about a retreat that she once attended led by a woman named Tilda Norberg and at one point during the retreat, Tilda asked the group to do something called speaking truth to lies. And what she asked them to do, she asked them to take a piece of paper and write down two or three lies 
about themselves that they need to get rid of. And she said, it's, it's not ridiculous lies like, my hair's blonde, or I'm a professional bodybuilder. It's not that kind of thing. But it's the kind of lies that we tell ourselves, lies that we know in our head are not true, but in our hearts that we kind of hang on to. Lies like, if I weigh more than 120 pounds, no one will find me attractive. Because I can no longer move the way I used to, I will never be whole again. Or I don't have a problem with alcohol or drugs. These are lies that we live our lives by. Lies that we die little deaths by. And these are the kinds of things that Tilda asked them to write down. And then she got them to get into groups and to share their lies that they had written down with each other. Well, Vicki shared two of her own lies with this group. The lies that held her in captivity were these. She said, I am not as important as my colleagues. And my worth is dependent on what other people think of me. Those were the two lies that she wrote down. As a young clergywoman, she said, I am not as important as my colleagues and my worth is, not, is dependent on what other people think of me. And Vicki says that there was a young Nigerian pastor in her group named Michael. And Michael told her that as a black man, when he sat in meetings with all white pastors, he struggled with those same lies as Vicky. I'm not as important as my colleagues. My worth is dependent on what others think of me. And so Michael held the written version of Vicky's lies in his hands. And he looked straight into Vicky's eyes and he said these words, Vicky. I declare with the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ that these are lies. That you are created in the image of God and that Jesus Christ abides in in you and you abide in Christ. And this is where you get your worth. I declare with the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you are every bit as much a child of God as anyone I declare with the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you will bear fruit for God's vineyard through the power of God that is within you. And then he handed Vicki the two pieces of paper on which she had written these lies and she took them and ripped them into pieces and threw them onto the floor to show herself and everyone else that by the power of God, these lies were removed from her life. Can you sense the power in that little exercise? The world tells us many lies about who we are. Loser. Unlovable. Unworthy. Incapable. Deficient. And before long, we we start to believe those things. But folks, we need to replace those lies with God's truth. We are children of the Most High God. We are loved with an everlasting love that gives us worth and confidence and a sense of purpose in our lives. We can walk through life with our heads held high because of the one who calls us his own. Many many of you, I'm sure, have seen that wonderful animated movie, Toy Story. 
How many have not seen it? <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Or maybe you just wouldn't confess. It's a wonderful story. It's a beautiful story. And, and, and you see, there, there, there are two characters. Two of the characters are, are Woody, who is a toy cowboy, and Buzz Lightyear, who was a Space Ranger action figure. You remember Buzz and Woody? Well, well Buzz begins the movie believing he's the new toy on the, in the toy chest. And he comes in, and he believes he's actually a real Space Ranger. And so early in the movie, Woody confronts Buzz and kind of puts him in his place with the fact that he's not really a space hero. Woody tells him, you're not a space ranger. You're an action figure, a child's plaything. And then after failing in an attempt to fly, Buzz realizes that Woody's right. And he's grief-stricken. He's disillusioned. And he, heads, he hangs his head in resignation and he says... I'm just a stupid little insignificant toy. Well, later on in the movie, Woody tries to undo some of the damage that he's done by underscoring the love of the boy who owns them both. And he says to Buzz, you must not be thinking clearly. In that house, there's a kid who thinks you're the greatest, and it's not because you're a space ranger. It's because you're his. And at that point, Buzz lifted his foot and he saw printed on the bottom of his shoe in permanent black marker the name of the little boy who owns him. And when Buzz saw that image, he broke out into a huge smile and he took on a new determination and a new confidence all because he knew that the little boy who owns him treasures him deeply. As we leave here today, I hope that we will do so with a new determination and a new confidence because of the one who has adopted us as his own. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, we, you, all of us, are children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption. And by him we cry, Abba, Daddy. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Remember that, my friends. You are a child of God, so hold your head up high and know that you are loved. Amen. Amen. Let us sing together our closing hymn today, number 644, Count Your Blessings, uh, verses 1 and 3. Let us sing together. Upon life's bills you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord hath done 
in this Lord's Day service, it has been good to come, to rest, to worship, and to meditate on you, O gracious God. While we can't set aside all week to worship you in this way, help us to take an ever-present spirit of worship and fellowship and Christian devotion with us throughout our week. Guide our steps as a father takes the hand of his child. Keep us close to you as a mother hugs us tightly. And may we be strengthened by your love. And in turn, may our lives be an extension of your love to others. And may the mercy, grace, and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with each of us as we go on our way. Amen.